Hello, Character Arc listeners. Welcome to the Character Arc Podcast, where each week we discuss a movie we just watched. We're going to start with a brief synopsis of the film. We're going to move into a general discussion where we talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and offer some changes we would make if we were the ones making the film, and end with a final thought. I'm Richard Bertelson. And I'm Ted Hall. And this week we watched Bad Education. This is a very real crime here. A theft of taxpayer money. The sum total is 250000 What? Oh, jeez. $250,000. Everything's fine. You can't jump the gun here. Not when there's this much at stake. We need to know what we're dealing with. Frank. After everything we've worked for. Frank. You get this far. Frank. We have nothing to worry about. Take us away, Ted. All right. Frank Tassone has expensive facelift surgeries that do nothing but reveal the old folds and wrinkled floppy flaps hiding underneath the surface. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, spunky young reporter takes down massive government scandal. Done. At a high school. So, so Ted. Yeah. How did you like the movie? Um, I should say that initially, I mean, after today, after being a little exhausted, I was concerned that this movie was going to be slightly of a drain, but refreshingly, it wasn't. I mean, granted, the movie was kind of like, I wouldn't say minimalistic, but it wasn't romanticized, as you had put. Um, It was very realistic in the sense of how it progressed certain things. No, everyone just seemed like normal people. Well, it stays at their level. It stays at the individual level. It never lets go of the characters and who they are, just as people, just as real human beings. Even as the situation spirals out of control, it does probably what happens in real life, which is none of the people involved in it are anything more or less than who they are. Right. And so the bigger situation doesn't really feel like a giant blow-up, until it's already too late. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably one of the themes we're going for in this movie. I found this movie endlessly compelling. It yeah, was very just... Much so. For as simply as it plays, I found it re- just very engaging. And like I, I just... Yeah. I loved watching the actors play the characters. I loved watching the characters. It's... You kind of referenced it where we're talking indirectly, but it kind of plays out like a mystery as all these little pieces come oh, together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're... You're alerted fairly or quickly to some what seems like minor embezzlement something that could probably be ignored not ignored ignored but like it's not a huge deal it's something that you can take care of right but then as it reveals that maybe there's more you start to see that it was there all along that you you could see where it was covered up and where all the clues were that no this was a huge huge thing I really did enjoy that, like, all of the details were peppered in initially, and all it did was leave you with certain questions, but not so much where it was distracting, it's like where it would uh, affect the plot as you watched. It was like little details into their characters that left you wondering. For example, like the, the, the reporter, the student reporter, and what happened with her dad. Just for context, um, I think that sometimes... We're both not great about this, but yeah, we don't describe the actual scenes okay, that we're talking so, about. Uh, okay, um, so <laughs> well, like with the the reporter and her dad, like you know, because it's referenced that something he's they he, clearly are well. He off, lost, yeah, he's, but he lost his job at some point, possibly in disgrace. But you have no idea why, because nobody really talks about it directly. Also, because you wouldn't in most cases, um, not years after. 
and then it eventually like towards the towards the last third of the movie she does ask him not unnaturally she doesn't just ask hey what happened she just because she knows what happened um she's asking she essentially is wondering because she's uncovering all of this corruption she wants to know what if her dad actually participated in the corruption that his company was accused of right to which he says no but i should have stopped it or i should have said something so and again that's that's also used not only does this provide us with natural views of these character these two characters this uh daughter and her father Mm -hmm. but also it has thematic parallels where hey he got in trouble for a corruption thing that he wasn't all that involved in and he was inculcated no matter what yeah and all these people who were watching particularly the two you know mrs gluckin and tassone uh allison janney and hugh jackman's characters they are very convinced that they didn't do anything all that wrong they know they did but also it's like the snowball effect and they're always kind of trying to defend themselves. They're like, well, I had to do it for this reason, or it wasn't that big of a deal. And I'm sure even if you ask them, they wouldn't even know the numbers. They wouldn't even have known, oh, it's $11 million yeah. now. Because as Jackman even says in the one scene, it was 60 cents that, you know, it was, it was one lunch. 60 that cent I, bagel? Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of get, carries away, yeah. you know. But so it, it it's relevant to the plot, but also it comes out in this slow, teased out sort of way that makes... That makes the characters feel more real. One, mm-hmm. two, adds an element of audience participation because you you're, are wondering you're what's going on and trying to piece it together. Yeah, and it's thematically relevant. And every scene of this movie is essentially that way. It works on all of the levels because they're all doing something. It's yeah, important. it's it's a really clever movie. Honestly, I wanted to touch on the thematic part and motifs. I just realized, or at least I don't know if this is a, a result of him losing his job. They still had the house, and obviously, because I remember making the comments like, "Man, this is such a lavish house," but then they had such shitty pizza, right? Because um, I think the whole movie is talking about like appearances and how they actually are, mm-hmm. um, which is why I use the whole skinfold, uh, skinfold, uh, right? Anyway, yeah, the yeah. facelift for the synopsis, and I realized maybe the reason. So maybe on the outside it looks like they have a lot of money, but they're eating some really. I don't. She also had like a gross pasta sound that she was when she had her food um it was just like it wasn't anything fancy it wasn't like yeah. like these all-out dinners and stuff i think maybe you're i think maybe there's a suggestion that, that he, he owned the house outright but yeah. they don't have money now it's yeah. maybe that or maybe they're just it's just simple it's 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 all that you need you right. don't need this fancy stuff for what you're eating every time that they're together it's usually in a pretty intimate setting it's not like I'm on one side of the house talking to you. They're usually not cramped, but I don't know. It's like a homey kind of. Yeah. Although the the, init- the initial shot, it showed the house as being like, there's all this room on this side. But then everything subsequently between mother and father, they were usually pretty tight. Apart from the, I guess, the investigation. Daughter and father. Yeah. The what? Daughter and father. Yeah, the daughter and father. Yeah, you said mother and father. So. Oh, Jesus. I don't know where I'm going. I'm tired. I'm sorry. <laughs> we definitely have to keep going on theme and stuff and the way the different characters interplay because it is just so tightly constructed. And the movie's not romanticized and the, the, it never turns into this big blow-up thing. Uh, not not in an unrealistic way, but someone had to have like distilled this down because there's no way life played out this tightly. Right. Um, or they just, they just literally picked the most pertinent moments which is what you're supposed to do in a film and this film absolutely does this it picks you need to see every second of this film even when it seems like maybe you don't but i love the style of the film i love kind of a lot of 
it does a lot of relatively Zooming. quick shots of just details. Yeah, yeah. Especially every time you meet a character, we when we meet uh, Allison Janney's character, we get little close-ups around her office. When we meet Hugh Jackman, we get little close-ups about... Well, for one, I think I just coming to me now because to her her office and her status as her position and her longevity of her career is what's most important to her which is why she's more upset about losing the job than anything else and with when we first meet Hugh Jackman we get close-ups on his suit and on his makeup like and the cologne because his personal body image is so super important to him in the way he presents himself in this character also just when we, we get to know the town we stri- we got to get quick shots like kind of like we're driving by fancy house after fancy house after fancy yeah. house because that's another thing the school district is so successful and it's the attracted- classical music right yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has that- attracted this you know they say it over and again like mm-hmm. that property values go up and you know people yeah. move there it's because- all about the appearance yeah it gives us so many little details that just make us feel like we're in a real place and that these are real people and it I actually, at the beginning of the movie, I, I was kind of appreciating some of the ways that this touched on stuff. Like, oh, we see a little bit of vanity in Hugh Jackman. We also see how everyone likes him, though. We also see how much he seems to be, he knows all the students, even though he's a superintendent. Like, I'm sure he doesn't know every student. But he right. takes time to know as many as he can. And he's got a really good rapport with the staff and with the community. And, you know, at first we learn about his dead wife, potentially. Um, but all these things <laughs> the are just picture. like... But we see him with Mrs. Gluck on the on the uh, bleachers, and he's has he's trying to go through this diet, which is not super important, other than it speaks to sort of, you know, his self consciousness yeah. and his image. But and they have a little fun moment. All these things that aren't necessary to tell the plot, but make him feel like a real person, and make her feel it, like a real person. It rounds out the characters and the conflicts quite well. Like it's these little details, kind of. For, you know, like the trees in the forest, right? Right. All these little things that are just uh, peppered in, they seem innocuous, but they really just give you a full perspective. And it's so useful when the movie starts to sort of spiral. When this, this, I don't even want to say the, the movie spirals out of control, but like the characters control over the situation, over their corruption of embezzling $11 million over the last 10 years of, from the school. When they start to lose control of the situation and you increasingly look at them as terrible people yes. because they're awful people and they're kind of disgusting, you also, though, you never lose sight of the fact that they're people. That the movie does vilify them, but also makes you kind of take a moment and realize they didn't start out with bad intentions. They're not monsters. They kind of... Their do, vices got ahead of they them. They do monstrous things. But they're humans who you can still identify with, and you can still feel somewhat bad for them. Yeah. Not too bad for them. But but you don't just out and out hate them. There's still fluctuating moments of feeling bad for them, because I think the movie just doesn't want you to forget that it's not like someone sets out to do to these terrible be, things. Yeah, yeah. It's just, again, it just... It, it got away from it them. just gets away from you. And then... Yeah. That doesn't make it okay, and the movie is very clear about that too. Mm-hmm. Um, when, especially, you know, when as Tassone is trying to plead, like at first he's very good about Bob. negotiating himself out of situations, and then when you see he just can't do it anymore because no oh, one yeah. sees him the That's way his he tactic. is. Yeah, it's like the movie definitely does not, definitely does not um, excuse him in any way. Mm-hmm. But also, I do believe that he. He thought he was helping the kids. He thought that what he was putting on, the airs he was putting on, and it, it may have helped the kids in various ways. 
it was still fucked up and wrong. Well, when you take and a... ultimately, it did harm, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you take a, a flight with someone, first class, that amounts to $10,000? Right. Was that right? Yeah. 20, no, no, 20000 because 20, it was a round trip. Yeah. That, that... The thing right, is, right. he knew, he knew. He found the opportunity. He was like, oh, it was only $20 here, and no one noticed. And because no one noticed, it, it goes back to that whole, you know, that invisible man kind of thing, where it's like, if no one catches you, are right. you really going to be so ethical? And that's where it thing? went wrong, is yeah. that he started out abusing it, <laughs> perhaps trying to help. You know, and he says, even that's flimsy, he says his image and the way that, like, he essentially suggests... The success I have in the community, the way that everyone loves me, is because of the airs I put on, which requires money. Yeah. But at a certain point, that's all he mentions. But of course, there are examples like the one that you just made that he doesn't bring up. But don't go to that end at all. That are right. just him taking advantage of it and enjoying it. Touching back on that monster part, this shade of them, I suppose, where there were two particular scenes that I thought were were well done and kind of like revealing the the beast and uh, that's not let me pull that back revealing the ugliness <laughs> um inside was when he was talking to the britney spears lookalike yeah cousin um, mrs Klukin's cousin yeah, yeah i don't remember the character's name yeah. um and then the uh the auditor yeah when he goes from being super nice yeah and then he to making it's, it to it's being very manipulative and... yeah <laughs> such a classic thing it's like to he even in that in that scene talks about pointing fingers, which that's usually a method. It's like, I did something wrong. Look at you, right? right? Just to read you know, to divert the attention. I don't think and, he can really face that he he can't really face that he is kind of the bad guy. Right. And I think even that's even reflected in sort of what was it? Bob. Bob is the or uh, Bob is a uh, Ray. The, President of school board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he Ray says, like, like, every, like, you're kind of a joke. Everyone knows, like, sort of this facade you put on. And it kind of breaks that down, too, where, like, you're the only one who doesn't see you for you. Like, we all can mm-hmm. see it. And even suggesting we saw it before this. All, or uh, there's another part that adds to it. It's when he meets with the guy in Las Vegas. He's like, oh, are you still teaching English? And Tassone says, no, I'm superintendent of schools. And he calls him on it. He's like, yeah, you, you, like, you yeah. love saying that. That this air where he's just ascended above everyone. Right. So it's not just about helping. It's it's this idea, this perception of you being such a benefactor for everyone and the glory that comes from it. And that's right. why I was kind of like tying it to Walter White because he really enjoyed that being on the throne was mm-hmm. that case, right? The empire business. And that's where I just kind of quickly jumped to that, but... Yeah. No, I think it's valid. I didn't connect that particular scene, but you're right. It does. It, it does further point out like he's just he's in love with the idea of being this great community leader. Yeah, but he isn't one because he's corrupt as fuck, <laughs> and he will say he needs to be in order to be a great leader. But it's like you're just if you cared about being this great community leader, then this would have never happened. Yeah. Like, because Bob is more of a great leader as the president of the school board, you know. And I'm not unsympathetic towards, you know, to Soen's little speech to that that parent who comes in and he's like, 
you know, you guys just fucking forget about us. And then mm-hmm. you just parade your kids in here like we're a goddamn, like, base level customer service rep when, you know, we know he's a doctor. Like, he has a doctorate. Like, you know, yeah. in, mm-hmm. in most cases. In this In this case, the movie did point out he made a pretty lofty salary, but... It's not that case everywhere. <laughs> that probably is kind of a New York City thing. Yeah, um, yeah. Because also it's more expensive to live it there is. and everything. But no, here it's, or in most of the country, it probably is a pretty meager salary com- compared to the work you had to do to get there. Yeah. And so he just goes on about being trampled on. And even he does the thing just to get the kid to know the word accelerate. He describes that, that racing Analogy, scenario. scenario. And he's like, there's a, you know, there's a, cinder block tied to the back of your car just dragging how do you get ahead and i think it's just another like sort of reference to to what people in the educational profession kind of deal with or people in a million different professions where everyone says their job's super important but they don't get the support they need they don't get like the resources they need they don't get the respect that they deserve yeah and so i think there's i think the movie at least wants you to think about not not for sympathy for this guy but I do think the movie wants you to at least think of a little bit about actual hey, people. In when that. when these people snap or do bad things or take advantage of systems and stuff like that, is it because they're desperate and because we ask a lot of them and because we don't really give them what we should? And again, not for this guy, but I think the movie wants you to think about that for educators in general. Yeah. As opposed to thinking they're, that they're inherently... Right, terrible people. Well, maybe I don't know. Of course, he didn't start off. Oh, yeah, it's a. It was a snowball effect. Yeah. He mm-hmm. he started off very minor, and it just. Yeah. Every time you do it, it gets a little easier to do it again. You know, we talked a little bit about the construction of the story and stuff like that, but yeah, just to hone in on the actors, they. Everyone all is around. absolutely yeah. at the top of their game. Even the kids. Yep. Um, I was surprised. Like no one was particularly, over the top. Just kind of like phoning it in yeah no but it, i know that sounds kind of weird but if you watch any other high school movie or anything where it involves kids it's either these like over dramatic situations where i don't know just think of like disney channel stuff like they're just over the top with their problems and then and then other movies where they don't seem to understand what kids do or how they talk um no this was really real and yeah i agree um yeah. it's very uh-huh. natural and with you know it would have been easy for Disown and Glucken to be, to be so, so monstrous, so like that, a caricature that of, you didn't yeah. care about their story anymore. But even in the pathetic way that they kind of, both of them sort of plead to be for you to be sympathetic towards them, mm-hmm. you do feel you do know that they are real people and they're in pain. They can go fuck themselves in their pain to some degree, but yeah. it's real. I mean, yeah, if you if you do something wrong and doesn't mean you don't feel. Just because you have no right to feel bad doesn't mean you don't. Right. Doesn't mean you doesn't mean it's not still terrible that you lost your job to you, or it's not terrible to you that things are falling apart. Which helps. They're they're just more compelling than than they would have been, I think, if it weren't Allison Janney and Hugh Jackman. Right. I mean, granted, there are other actors in existence who could do it, but they did, they they handled it very well. In so this. well. Um, they. They didn't feel like caricatures. They didn't feel like Disney villains. They mm-hmm. felt like people who just fell off. Like you can, it almost gives you the impression that I can kind of see how almost anyone can find themselves in this situation. Yeah, I really particularly liked how she spoke. There was like a subtlety in her accent, but it was so like she was comfortable in her own skin for using that accent. Right. Um, 
it was good. I was just just very impressed by it. Do you have a particularly favorite scene? Huh. I like the scene where the whole construction of that scene, it is at least in part in the trailer, but when it's after they find out that Pam was her name, Pam Glucken. Pam, that's um, right. <laughs> was had stolen at that time, they think, around two hundred thousand dollars maybe. The school board meets with Tassone and they're kind of all discussing what they should do about it, and Tassone kind of convinces them hey, we'll just kind of make her quit and we'll just have her pay it back and we'll just move on. And when he goes in and sits in the room and they all, for one, just from the get-go, the way that, the way that is shot, where it's very centered on, Pam is just sitting, waiting for them. She's mm-hmm. just kind of centered on the screen, just very insignificant in that moment. And then Hugh Jackman comes in, someone comes in, and there's just one chair on that side. So he sits down front and center, and the whole school board is like crowded around behind him. Yeah. And as he begins to talk very confidently and assuredly, they seem really uncomfortable. Like even though they all agreed to it in the last scene, some of them still definitely don't agree with it. Like even the background performances are really good. Yeah. And then also in that scene, you see that as he, when he tells her she's going to resign, and she's really offended at first, mm-hmm. but she doesn't. Bitch, too much there. She starts like, "Wait, what? I don't understand." Like and in then, shock, yeah. And then he gives her a look. Hugh Jackman gives her a look, yeah. and then you see her take the look, like, like okay, go along with it. Like you see them communicating to each other with their mm-hmm. eye contact, but it's super subtle. It's the way that you would do it if you were people in the room. Yeah. And then she goes, "Okay, I'm really sorry." And then she starts crying and stuff like that. And that's also where Ray Romano has this. In the sociopathy. <laughs> There's no excuse for this. Oh, well. Let's then she delivers the perfect timing of, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Which, everything about that, that scene is, says so much about the structure of their little group. Mm-hmm. Like, huge, uh, uh, Tassone's, like, charisma and power in that situation. Her m- sort of... Even in the way that her tone changes so quickly when she gets the communication from you, Jackman, that she's very manipulative too. Yeah. And also the, that look is, I think, the first hint that you get he might also be corrupt. Because there's lots of hints that come through the movie. Yeah. I think that's the first one, though. And it's not actually that's revealed until like an glaring. hour later. That's more glaring. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. So essentially, that's just a scene that has, that again, shows all of the layers that every scene of this movie can pack into it and it's just you know i feel like that trumps any other part any favorite (laughs) scene that i could argue but i will uh add on to that that you have to realize how fucking underhanded it was for him (laughs) when she called him and he's just like i can't even deal with you anymore he just hung up and just hung up and then i think that was about the, the the last time they actually spoke to each other yeah, it is. Because I thought, yeah. I mean, based on the trailers, it seemed like they were going to, like... Have a lot of interaction. Have, yeah, exactly. But that was not the case. No. I don't think they do talk to each other again in the movie. Well, that's partially because, again, another sort of dark side to him is that he didn't want to be associated with her anymore because she's the one who got caught. Yeah. The, what I was going to say was the the part where he talks to um, Pam's cousin. Yeah, that's good, yeah. though. That, is really that good. was pretty good. But it was also a little easy. But I think... The that's also discussion. the first time you see him change yeah and i think that was particularly revealing and i think that's why because it's like for the first time you see a glimpse into 
how he actually is. Mm. Um, he's not this shining, caring guy all the time. All he, the time. He is doing, he's almost doing that specifically to manipulate people. Right. The details that were shown, they carried on. I think this is, I think this is a great example of the, uh, I mean, it's a tried and true thing with like show don't tell where all of those things were there. Like where after the book club, the woman comes on to Frank Tissone and during the lunch thing at, on the bleachers, like, oh, or I don't know if it was at lunch. It was right. It was, it was, before it was in the that. office. It was in the yeah. office. And she's like, well, she's really not. She, your she's type. really not yeah. your type because she knows. Right. Right. And these things were just like, and of course, you're not going to be like, oh, because you're, you know, it's there's not no reason for you to believe to say yeah. that. There's no reason for anyone to say it like that, especially when you've known them for so long. Right. So he is again for our audience. I mean, you've seen the movie, but yeah, yeah. we're referring to the fact that he's homosexual, yeah. um, which the movie doesn't actually outwardly reveal to you until at least halfway through. But again, the movie never denies it before then. Yeah. Like it actually all the and pieces, you could have figured it out easily yeah. if you knew to look there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, so it was well done. And I, I like that because like when you have like these these moments where it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then it goes into it, it's like they never there's no like red herring um in terms of like these character development and how these conflicts unfold they were all there that is true so and i i'm, I'm just gonna say i really appreciate that um i didn't even think about that the movie doesn't put something just false in your face it's all true stuff that you just haven't put together yet yeah because you don't know these characters and that's fine i think that's part of the fun as you uh, you know as much as well you know it's part of the fun of enjoying the movie and piecing it together yeah even though it's about embezzling money from a public school system this is, yeah, because it sounds it doesn't is, it's not no. a very glorified or it's not a very bombastic kind of story. But this but. is one of the best crime caper movies, like yeah. mysteries, that I've seen in quite a while. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was quite good. Um, any changes? No, I, yeah, I, I can't I say literally that. wouldn't change anything. I can't change anything. It's a tight I, ass <laughs> movie. Yeah, no, it is. I did kind of uh, thought it was funny. It was a little cheeky how there were a couple shots where they were zooming out each time and it made me think of paul anderson yeah some of the camera work reminds me of yeah. uh even just in the framing sometimes very yeah. stilted mm-hmm. sort of framing which um, i think was meant to play towards the mundaneness of the like yeah i don't i think the movie purposely didn't want to look flashy ever because this no. is a public high school yeah it's not a flash these no. aren't flashy people but even <laughs> for that like i mean i know i've seen some really bad movies where yeah, even though it's not flashy and they're trying to not be flashy, they just do it so poorly. It's, but this one... It still has a style. This still definitely has a style. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's just purposely blocky, but it's also quick. And the blockiness makes it sort of quirky feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes I was going to say cheeky, but yeah, yeah, quirky, yeah. yeah. And I think that's a, it's an, it keeps you engaged. Yes, I agree. Highly recommend this movie. Hell yeah, super good. It is, if you're not familiar with it, it premiered on hbo last week that's why we watched it because theaters are gone yeah so if you've got hbo i guarantee you're gonna see this at uh where will we see this what are the tv equivalent to the academy awards the emmys emmys yes (laughs) guarantee you'll see this at the emmy awards um why because they have a made-for-TV section. That's usually what the HBO shows, movies win. Yeah. I'm saying Sorry. it's going to yeah, win no, awards, no, Ted. <laughs> what is the problem? I, I haven't... I, well, part of it, and I think I just kind of revealed myself here, I don't really watch the awards. 
Um, I haven't in many years, but I still guarantee you can you can read a summary made from the for next day. The thing one. is, is it really? I guess it is made it, for TV, but uh, that's why I didn't. That's why I didn't put the two together. H- HBO is still like uh, Netflix and Amazon sometimes get Academy Award nominations because they do put them in theaters in Los Angeles for one week when they premiere, and then they go on to their streaming services. Also, those aren't TV channels. HBO, despite we just watched it on a streaming platform, right, is a television channel that airs it at okay. a specific time. Um, All right. So it would, so they they win, they would be nominated. F- it would be eligible is the word I was looking for. They'd be eligible for best film or miniseries intended for television. Well, and well, you right will then. probably see Jackman and no Ackman and Janney nominated almost for sure, if not winning both. I don't. I choose not to watch those things. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. they're useless. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to the Character Arc podcast. You can find us at characterarc.net. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Character Arc. You can find us on all the major streaming platforms wherever you can find wherever you can find podcasts. I'm gonna edit out that last time I said podcast <laughs> and this too. <laughs> well done. <laughs> uh, please like, subscribe, rate wherever you can. It really does help us find new people to talk at from a distance. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I'm Richard Bertelson. And I'm Ted Hong. Enjoy your time.